Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino back in studio with us today. And with fall finally in the air, it's the perfect time to get out and explore the great outdoors. You can plan your Mississippi trip over at visitmississippi.org. And we may have a place for you to get out and explore today. Have you ever been to or heard of Rodney, Mississippi? Most of it, most call it a ghost town, but that's not entirely true. There are some living bodies still there today. And join Joining us here on Good Things to share a little more is Miss Mary. She's with the Rodney Historic Preservation um, Efforts. So, hey, Mary. Hi, how are you? I am doing well, and I think I got the organization wrong, but you are part of the group that is trying to preserve the historical reference there of Rodney, Mississippi, correct? Correct, and we're Rodney History and Preservation Society. Society, I was one word off, Miss Mary. I was doing pretty. I was doing pretty good, and I think you guys are doing a great job too of at least bringing Rodney back into the conversation. I had never heard of the, you know, the sleepy little town before until here recently, and it seems like it's on everybody's to do list to get out and sort of explore it. So, where is Rodney, Mississippi? Okay, well, Rodney, Mississippi is um, no longer incorporated, um, so it's not officially a town anymore within Mississippi, but it is not far from Lorman and not far from Alcorn State. That would be the closest. Um, Alcorn State, as the crow flies, you're probably about seven to eight miles. So take us back in time, because I know it was first settled maybe in the early 1820s or something of that nature. How did Rodney become a bustling little town? Yeah, well, actually, I'll take you back a little farther back in time. Um, Rodney was first known as Petite Gulf, and the French, um, it shows up in French maps um, from the 1700s, quite early 1700s. Um, it later was claimed by Great Britain, then by Spain, and eventually by the United States of America. So I think um, it's just important to note that even before the French, the Native Americans were crossing the river at Rodney, because that's a shorter point across. So um, the history is really long. Um, so Rodney did become an incorporated town in, um, within Mississippi in um, 1828. Um, and at that time, it was also kind of being considered, uh, not kind of, it was considered to be the state capital. So it did not win that vote. <laughs> well, that would have been interesting to think. It probably would still be with us today if Rodney was uh, <laughs> was the capital of Mississippi. But that must have meant that it was a bustling little town. So what kind of fed into it, you know, being successful during its time? Sure. Well, the number one thing would be cotton and the river. So um, Jefferson County at the time had many uh, large cotton cotton plantations, um, and uh, from Rodney, uh, cotton was shipped all the way to Liverpool, um, all the way across the ocean, um, and so the fact that it was on the river, but it also um, had, you know, just great um, 
land for growing cotton. Um, and so within Rodney, um, at the time, in the early 1800s, there was already starting to be um, a lot of cotton storage, a lot of credit was all done, you know, with the cotton. And so that's really what fueled it um, at first. And then what was, sadly, like so many communities across Mississippi that are no longer official towns, but still remnants of them in terms of buildings, something had to slowly go on the decline for it to sort of start to lose its residents or get shifted away from its industry. So what kind of happened to Rodney over time? Yeah, and I love that you mentioned other communities because um, so many people forget that there's so many communities within Mississippi that um, are no longer with us, or if they are, they're pretty much ghost towns and not much left. So it wasn't just Rodney. Um, what affected Rodney um, first and most foremost was the river shifted. Um, when the river shifted course, um, then the, the steamships couldn't get in there to pick up products, bring products, and help the economy. But it was kind of the timing of the river shifting right after the Civil War. And then uh, after the river shifted, um, a railroad actually was proposed to come into Rodney, and that probably could have saved her. Um, I refer to her as a town, um, as a female. Um, but um, instead, the uh, railroad went to Mormon. Um, when that happened uh, and the river had shifted, even though they tried to move the landing more than once down south of Rodney, there was just no way to get any kind of industry or products in and out of Rodney any longer. And like what happened to a lot of towns in Mississippi, um, younger people then just uh, went elsewhere because they needed work. So um, so you might see other things. People will claim that yellow fever is what killed Rodney, and that's just not true. Rodney had yellow fever all along, as did many, many places within the U.S., um, and that really isn't what wiped Rodney out. And, uh, and there were fires, but Rodney always rebuilt. It really was the river shifting and the railroad uh, coming into Lorman. Well, there's obviously the people have sort of left, although there has to be a few live bodies left per y'all's Facebook group. So I think some people may still call Rodney home, even though it's not an official incorporated town. But many of the buildings, and I say many, but some of the structures have still remained the test of time. So when did it start picking back up on other people's radar to maybe go look at restoring some of these buildings or the significance of the structure? When did Rodney, Rodney sort of get back on people's radar? You know, that's a good question. I think it was always on people's radar. Um, people have always loved to visit Rodney for a number of years. There's really only, I would say, less than 10 full-time residents there. Um, at this point, there are hunting camps down there, um, so it picks up in numbers at that time. But without question, I would say um, social media, um, and not just social media, the Internet. If you do any kind of search, you'll see that people from Europe come, and they go and they hunt out Rodney um, People from all over the world, actually. I found them on travel posts all over the world. And I think it's because the nostalgia of a time that's now gone. And um, and, and uh, there's a group of us that just love the history that's behind old structures. What so, are some um, of the old structures, Miss Mary, that are still standing there in Rodney? Sure. Well, the one that our um, nonprofit owns, and we are a 501c3 nonprofit, um, is we own Rodney Presbyterian. Rodney Presbyterian is a brick structure. If anyone's ever seen any pictures, it's what's called federal architecture. And there's only really, it's considered one of the two uh, remaining churches of federal architecture in the state, the other one being First Presbyterian in Natchez. Um, so we have Rodney Presbyterian, and the reason we have Rodney Presbyterian um, is it went up for sale, I believe it was 2017. Um, and that's when we were approached by Mississippi Heritage to purchase 
if we would form a nonprofit and maybe try to help the church. The church had become neglected over the years. Um, so we own Rodney Presbyterian. It was actually incorporated uh, in 1828 as well, so it wasn't completed till about 1832. So it's a very old structure. And it is the only original structure of the old, old Rodney that is remaining. Um, but there is other structures within Rodney with a lot of historic significance. One is the Old Brick School, which is just gets missed by a lot of people. It's just up from the church. Um, it's just north of the church on your right, if you ever go into Rodney. And um, it was uh, used to be two stories. It's one story now. But you can see that remaining structure is there. Across from Rodney Presbyterian is the Masonic Lodge. It's a wood structure that's not holding on too long, but it's still standing. Um, and it, Rodney actually had three different Masonic Lodges, Superburn, this is the third one. It was probably built late 1800s, early 1900s, and um, it was last occupied by the Black Masons um, who owned that church, and I believe they still do. Um, and then uh, as you first come into Rodney, you'll see what's called Alston Store. It was an old gas station and store, and it was built in probably the early 1900s, and it operated... Um, all the way, I believe, into, into the 1980s. Um, and it was a beloved place for people that used to go visit and hang out there. And then the, another really uh, historical, beautiful structure is uh, the, what was the Baptist Church. It is the white um, church, if anyone's ever seen any pictures of Rodney. And it first went by Rodney Baptist. It later changed names to Mount Zion. Um, and that church, uh, unfortunately... Um, is really struggling, and I'm not sure how long it will remain standing. It really could use um, some more help to it. And then there's lots of, not lots of, there's handfuls of some of the old houses that still remain within Rodney. Um, and then right behind Rodney Presbyterian is the real treasure, which is the old cemetery. Which I think is sort of where it gets its um, name, or I guess its its label as a ghost town, with it especially coming up on you know spooky season here in October. Which I'd have to think that there has to be a few stories or two in a town like Rodney, or at least a setting like Rodney, that's a little creepier in nature. Would that be fair, Miss Mary? Um, you know, honestly, I personally don't find anything creepy about Rodney, but there have been people who've gone down, you know, that um, and have done. Um, investigations, I guess you would say, on ghosts. I don't know what they've really found or not found. Um, but I think without question, when you have a town that formed in really what was the wild old Southwest, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, the Southwest corner of Mississippi was the original Southwest, and it was wild. I mean, Rodney had right across from the Presbyterian Church. Miss Mary, can you hang with us here on Good Things? We're coming up on a break. Can you hang with us okay. and share more about Rodney? Coming up next. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, high near 79. Tonight, partly cloudy skies, low around 59. For your Wednesday, a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, partly sunny conditions, high near 83. And for your Thursday, a slight chance of rain under partly sunny skies, high near 82. 
This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Market Street Center in Flowood has been sold, and DNS Diamonds and Jewelry has lost their lease. Before they go, DNS has to sell its entire inventory. Shop now and save 50 to 80% store-wide at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry's giant liquidation sale. Everything must go. Cash-approved checks and credit cards are accepted, and you can get 12 months of free financing with approved credit. No gimmicks, just huge savings at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry. Shop now at 144 Market Street in Flowood in front of JCPenney. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland has your answers for urinary issues. The Encella treatment option for urinary leakage is your solution. Sit down comfortably, remain fully clothed, and get rid of incontinence problems. If you have 10 minutes to spare and think this treatment option could change your life, call Innovative Health Clinic today to set up a free appointment, 601-944-5585, or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, R.J. Young is here to help. We provide key technology solutions to power your business, like temperature kiosks, smart security systems, backfile scanning, managed IT services, digital lockers, and more. R.J. Young will help you to ensure safety and productivity in the workplace. To learn more, visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm a morning time and we're going strong. Heading up down the river. wants to remind you that there's a Mississippi adventure awaiting you. All you have to do is go to visitmississippi.org to explore more, and you might want to explore Rodney, Mississippi. Joining us here on Good Things is Miss Mary. She's with Rodney History and Preservation Society, and they are working hard to keep at least the Presbyterian Church up and going, but also the spirit of Rodney, I think, is part of your mission. Do you guys have like an overarching plan in place for Rodney to maybe be a tourist attraction or to be preserved entirely or just taking it one step at a time, Miss Mary? Yeah, I appreciate you putting it that way again. You know, honestly, it's been one step at a time. Um, and 
It's because um, we are a relatively new nonprofit. We were all set to go um, and legalize with the IRS in Mississippi um, by spring of 2018. You can imagine being a brand new nonprofit in a ghost town. <laughs> um, and uh, but within six months, with the help of our wonderful this um, grassroots supporters, that's what we have, mostly found from social media. Um, we were able to obtain ownership of the church. And then we immediately started fundraising again. Um, we knew from a previous study that uh, the south wall of Rodney Presbyterian, if it moved two to three inches more, the whole church would collapse. So we had to work quick, much faster than some nonprofits have to when they first form. And we quickly uh, worked hard and fundraised like crazy. And, um, and we did receive a little help from the state of Mississippi as well, thanks to the late Senator Bob Deering. And um, we have totally rebuilt one whole wall of the church, and we just recently stabilized the bell tower, which was leaning. So we've been really addressing keeping the church from collapsing as our first priority. But we have also invested in the cemetery. We've had numerous work days, and um, because the cemetery is public domain, um, we've gone in there and really made a difference in the cemetery. So those have been our two main projects. Um, at this time. Um, all other property in Rodney is private property, so um, we, we don't have some big um, plan to take over someone else's private property. Um, we would like to help some of the other structures down the road, but right now we kind of have our hands full with this almost 200-year-old church. Well, that's very interesting to me, Miss Mary, um, in those listening to Good Things, because you drive through some of your small communities. They're everywhere, as we mentioned earlier, you know, in our state, that were once bustling little cities, but now you can just tell that the wear of time has taken on buildings that have been neglected, for a lack of a better word, or forgotten. And you wonder sometimes, like, who owns that? Or, you know, why is someone still holding on to a a general store from long ago and not allowing someone else to come in and maybe, you know, put some fresh life into it or to, you know, see it back to its, its glory days? And I know there's a lot of red tape and things around that, but you would like to see more investments in these type of areas or, you know, people being able to come in and get some of those private structures and join your efforts if if someone's interested in stuff like that, I mean, are there ways to get more involved, or is it kind of just, it is what it is? No, it's definitely not it is what it is. I would say first, and I always kind of say this, there's not enough foot, so, foot soldiers out there willing to work in preservation, um, and we need more. And you, that doesn't mean you have to be literally out there working on the building, but if you'll get involved with an effort such as ours, or there's many others throughout the state right now, um, it, you can make a difference. Um, and and it, why are it so many sitting? It's just because people have often inherited. They don't have the means to fix. And really, nobody's coming around really asking, uh, you know, can I purchase this and, you know, work on it? Because I will say, historical preservation is really expensive. Um, so um, not to discourage anyone, but it's just not quite as simple as that, um, as just, you know, they're not, someone's not, you know, either willing to sell or someone's not, you know, just fixing right. it up. It's always harder so, than it seems. Like, especially, you can say, "Oh, it's so simple," but that doesn't mean it's so necessarily that easy uh, to to accomplish. I know one thing you, you would mention is social media, and that's how I got my um, site set on Rodney. And other people have reached out and said, "Have you been? Have you traveled through?" I know, especially during COVID, we were getting out and exploring our own backyards a little bit more, and people were finding their ways, taking day trips, walking around, um, you know, just enjoying being outside. 
what do y'all say to that or how can we visit Rodney I would say responsibly you mentioned some of the structures may not be sound so we don't want to encourage people to go and you know put themselves in harm's way but do you encourage folks to drive up and maybe walk around I mean is it safe to do that or are we trespassing I don't want to get anybody in trouble we encourage people to know that the road to Rodney um, is is um, public, and the road within Rodney is public domain. So you can drive to Rodney, no problem. Sometimes people message me and say, is Rodney open? And I'm like, yeah, Rodney's always open, unless if it's flooded. It does flood sometimes in the spring. Um, not all of it, but some of the road does. Um, so I encourage people to go into Rodney. What I don't encourage them to do is go onto private property and traipse around. And I know it's very easy to say this is abandoned property. That's not true. People are paying taxes on it. People are, you know, just because it looks that way. Um, so I encourage people to go into Rodney. You can see everything from the road easily. You can get out and walk the road, which is really nice because you can kind of get a feel for the town. Um, and you can go up to the cemetery. I just don't encourage people to go there in the summer or any type of warmer weather because there are snakes. And you got to understand, Rodney is close to the river still. Um, and we have had alligators actually on the streets of Rodney. Um, and we have had snakes. And um, so you just have to be smart. It's Mississippi. So um, you definitely can visit and you can visit safely. Just, you know, be, be cautious. Especially since I think it's like 30 miles from um, or near around Natchez. So if you're going to plan maybe a weekend getaway or some time in Natchez, it would be worth at least the detour to go and enjoy the sights and sounds of, of something so long ago. What do you think is it, is it about towns or communities like Rodney that really catch people's interest, whether it's just the interest to go and see it and have a moment with those buildings, or maybe it's to the level of what you and your you know society have done? which is really go all in to try to keep it to keep it with us. What what lures us to those places? Yeah, I think there is a little bit of a nostalgia. I think we all, not all, because some people don't really, aren't that interested in history. But I think it's an, a little bit of a nostalgia for a day now very long gone by. A simpler time in some ways, I will tell you, maybe not as simple as people sometimes want to think. Um, they had the same issues, many of the same issues we have today in just different ways, <laughs> and many greater challenges as well um, with disease and illness and, you know, things like that. But I think it's just wanting to touch base and see a time that's now gone, but you can still really feel the presence of what Rodney once was, and, and I think that's what makes it great. Everyone I know that's ever gone has just been beaming or exclaiming how glad they are that they went. Someone text in, uh, Mary, we have the ceasefire text line. JB says, my wife and I did this trip earlier this year. Rodney, Windsor, Schaefer House, Grand Gulf Park, all this in our own backyards. Highly recommend it. So people are definitely getting out and exploring. And I think that's one of the first pieces to us end up being able to preserve it is our in, our own interest in our own heritage and our own historical uh, buildings. So if we want to learn a little bit more about Rodney, I know you guys have some social media presence. Where can we connect with you guys online? Yeah, well, you can first, easiest thing is just to go to Rodney, RodneyHistory.org. If you go there on the Internet, RodneyHistory.org, you will be able to link right to our Facebook group. Um, and you'll also be able to see we have a lot of great history there as well as um, photos and information on what we're doing and who we are. And we also do sell some product um, and also take donations. Um, but you can also just find us on Facebook. We have a historic Rodney page, 
But I encourage people really to go to our Facebook group, which is Rodney History and Preservation Society. And we share some great history every day, Um, not just Rodney, but the region and Mississippi in general. Well, I think it's super cool. I encourage folks, if you're interested in it, to reach out. I enjoyed thumbing through y'all's Facebook page today, preparing for you to be with us on Good Things, Mary. I look forward to getting out and maybe maybe seeing Rodney in person. Well, real quick, let me just say, yeah. you, February 12th, we are gathering in Rodney. That's a Saturday, um, February 12th, and we will be gathering at the Presbyterian Church, and we're just an uh, old-fashioned group. There's no no charge to come. Bring your own lunch, and we'll be posting more on that. Um, we do tend to gather every year. Um, we did have to miss this last past January for obvious reasons, but um, we're looking forward to gathering again, and um, and it. I think that's what's so great about us is we're just people of all different backgrounds, all different beliefs, but we have one common love, and that's just of the history. And everyone comes together and just has a good time. One last question for you, Miss Mary. Mailman Clayton wants to know if you talked about the cannonball. I don't remember you mentioning one, so what about the cannonball? (laughs) Okay, well, the cannonball is in the church, uh, Rodney Presbyterian, and we will leave it in the church. Um, and Rodney Presbyterian was shelled by the USS Radler, which was a Union ship, and there's a whole story on that. I won't go into it all, um, but Union uh, sailors were captured during a Sunday service inside Rodney Presbyterian by Confederate cavalry, and that's only happened, I believe, two or three other times during the Civil War. So that was pretty something there. Um, the Union was unhappy, so they shelled the church, but the cannonball that is in the church is not from the USS Radler. Um, a previous historical group, um, they meant well. Um, they took a, a cannonball that came from Grand Gulf Military State Park, and uh, they placed it in the church. Um, and, and they weren't trying to trick anyone. It was just trying to, you know, add a little bit of the history to it. So the actual cannonball is not from the USS Rattler. It's, the USS Rattler did not shoot that kind of ordinance. Well, so much good history there in Rodney, Mississippi, that's been shared here today on Good Things. I thank you for your time, but stick with us. We've got more coming up next. Pediatric care is more than treating a child when they are sick. It is a health care journey from infancy to adolescence. Dr. Katherine Philippi, pediatrician at Trust Care Kids in Madison. We build lasting relationships with parents based on trust. From pediatric primary care and well-child checkups to after-hours visits, our specialists provide quality care, usually within an hour, so that your child will feel better faster. To schedule an appointment, visit TrustCareHealth.com and click Trust Care Kids. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. 
This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Ready for fall? Callaway's has everything you need, from beautiful fall color plants, pumpkins, and wheat straw, to trees, shrubs, soils, and mulches. Callaway's has just received another huge shipment of ceramic pots, all sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. We offer bulk soils for do-it-yourself projects. Callaway's offers landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaway's in Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. New Chevrolets, great pre-owned vehicles, an excellent fleet department, all backed by an award-winning service department. That's Rogers Dab Chevrolet, Crossgates Brandon, or RogersDabs.com. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. I'm Stephen Gagliano. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. After his income tax elimination plan served as the base of this summer's discussions among lawmakers, House Speaker Philip Gunn shared that it remains a top priority heading into 2022. No, I don't know that our plan is the end all, but yeah. it's a great starting point, and we need to have negotiations and discussions about how, if there need to be tweaks made, we can make tweaks, but we need to get it done. Yeah. However we get there, we need to get it done. This summer's hearings were a chance for lawmakers to study the state's overall tax structure. And authorities continue to investigate an officer-involved shooting in North Mississippi. According to Attorney General Lynn Fitch, a 45-year-old white man whose name has not been released is in critical condition after he was involved in an exchange of gunfire with Mississippi Highway Patrol officers on Sunday afternoon in Tippa County. No details regarding what led to the shootout near Walnut are known at this time. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News. A message from professional linebacker and native Mississippian, Demario Davis. Coming up in Mississippi, I learned the Mississippi way. To be strong and serve one another. I remember fighting through the noise. I remember the struggle. Getting stronger to support my team. That's the Mississippi way. That's why Mississippians are getting the COVID-19 vaccine. To protect ourselves and the ones we love. Learn more at msway.com. Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who are they giving to? Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk, at the timeout lounge. Don't just be a fan, be a player, be a winner. Get to Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans, we're here to play. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. 
It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. Becca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Felt heavy, so I grabbed my keys and I went for a drive. Followed some county road wherever it led. There are so many good things to do in Mississippi. Plenty of places to visit, plenty of events to go to. All you gotta do is go to visitmississippi.org to find out a little more. And if you want more of good things, there are several ways that you can get it. You can watch Super Talk Mississippi on your computer or mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, even YouTube. Now you can watch Super Talk TV live on Seaspire TV. If you have Seaspire TV, then you can find Super Talk TV on channel 70 right next to the weather channel or you can just go to supertalk.fm slash connect to find out more and speaking of weather i have been waiting well it sounds sad waiting for the tornado season which sounds terrible that's not a good thing but it does come in the fall and it is sort of that next season that falls on our sort of a bazillion different seasons in in the south sadly enough but this week though is fall severe weather prep preparedness uh, week in Mississippi. Governor Tate Reeves has declared October the 18th through the 22nd as our fall severe weather preparedness week. Say that five times fast. You can find the full article over at supertalk.fm. But I hate to remind you that 82 tornadoes were confirmed during 2020 in Mississippi. And so being prepared is always the best uh, way going into uh, November through um, December. In fact, today, I think for Tuesday, October the 19th, it's severe thunderstorms is what they are um, talking about. And Mima will share short videos and infographs on each of these topics on their Facebook and their Twitter pages if you want to take a look and learn a little bit more about that. The one I'm excited about is Thursday. (laughs) That was just the great shakeout. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which it sounds... Weird. You don't want to be excited about getting prepared about earthquakes, but of all the drills, it is. We one never of the got more... to do earthquake drills at school. Really? I remember doing we one did or fire two drills. We did tornado drills. We did bomb drills. Never did an earthquake drill. Which is where you would either get in the doorway and hold up both arms and sort of brace yourself, or you get under, under a desk, under, under a, a table, desk, a sturdy table, table, and you sort of hold on to it. Right. And you can imagine if the child is of a certain age getting up to middle school or higher, there will be a lot of shaking of the desk during the actual shake, the great shakedown um, earthquake drill. But, hey, it's good to have it's good to have these drills. It's good to have this knowledge in case you ever find yourself in the middle of one of these crises. Hopefully some of that will spring into action for you. Every time I think about it, you say that, though. I was really concerned about two things growing up, and both of them wound up kind of being bunk. What is that? One was the Bermuda Triangle. That We were sold a bill of goods on that. Everybody thought that was going to be the end of the world. So that's not real? Well, I mean, no, it's not. <laughs> and two, we were really impressed with stop, drop, and roll. Like, catching fire was going to be a really big part of being an it's adult. true story. That is true. <laughs> 
you <laughs> you really are sort of hammered in stop drop and roll if 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 that was to happen and the chances of that happening to you are not slim as, to none slim to none to the point that you would have to stop drop or roll but we know exactly what to do this is very true someone meant, tim and corinth mentioned what day is volcano drills if you're going to add that into it i don't know but we do have snow and ice flash flooding flash flooding tornado safety severe thunderstorms and then warning reception methods to let you know what each of those mean. Um, I get tickled every time we start talking about these severe weather alerts. I, I'm try, I think it was kindergarten. My young, my oldest came home and was like, Mom, we had a tornado drill today. What'd you do? We all lined up and went outside. You had a fire drill. <laughs> It, it popped up on one of my memories on Facebook, and I thought you got them confused. I appreciate it, and I hope they talk. I hope they walked you through both drills today. <laughs> but but if your school lined you up, and line up, you kids, outside, it's time to meet tornado. <laughs> Although that is probably how her dad would handle it. Oh, come look, watch this. But that's that's not how the school system should handle it. Nor did they. She bless her heart. She just got them um, sort of sort of confused so sometimes well, those are exciting days especially in elementary school i mean the older you get they they kind of lose their luster but as a small kid at school those days were fun because you got out of class and got to go just hang, hang out, out and talk with your buddies you know what's not cool what's not fun is when you're in college and they have a fire drill and you're in the dorm and you're sleepy or whatever or in the shower or in the shower or someone thinks that it's fun to then pull said fire alarm in a dorm where you're sleeping or an apartment that's sort of geared towards college students and then you get the rushing out of whatever you're doing in the middle of the night is it even college if you make it all f- uh, however many years you live on campus and you don't have to go through said drill at one time or the other i have definitely stood outside in the rain in a towel with suds still in my hair because mad. the fire alarm went off while i was halfway through a shower and you were mad you were mad about it <laughs> i mean you're happy that your building's not on fire but again you're i guess what's what's i'm the, fairly certain i was not up to dress code well nobody said hey rhino make sure you've got britches and whatever on, although get your good bra on, it's going to be tornado season. Make sure you have that you have that nearby. Someone said they had drills for an escaped prisoner, dangerous person. When you were in middle school, the code was Gertrude. Where did you go to school? We had uh, we didn't have drills for it, but we did have a very serious conversation with the teacher one day, and the teacher was like, "If I ever say this word." That means we're all going to hide under our desk and stuff like that. And the word for that year was eyeballs. So are there different words for different years? I think, yeah, it's different and classes I think, different words and stuff. Well, I mean, I know now for school shootings and such, which they should. They've got great um, drills and things. It's sad we have to go through that. But, hey, at least our institutions are trying to do what they can to make less chaos out of a situation if or when it arrives. But the idea of how did she word it? Well, it would be like living, being near a, I'm thinking now you're near somewhere where someone can escape, not necessarily just someone who's in, intruding. But either way that you sort of put it, I guess all of those drills are sort of, sort of necessary. 
And sometimes those questions can be hard to answer for those little kids, right? It's why you have to have them and you just go along with it. But I think, too, we overthink it and our kids just roll with it. They're more, like you mentioned, Rhino, excited that they're getting out of school or they're getting out of breaking out of class. They're poking fun with their friends. They're shaking their desk, whatever it may be. And I don't know if my kid has learned stop, drop, and roll. I think maybe we have stopped doing that as the years have gone on. Were they having that kind of fire prevention education that maybe once was? I remember having. Well, I mean, the generation before ours, you had the whole: if you see the flash, hit on, get under your desk because of the bombs. Okay, true. We, we didn't have fallout drills. Did like you one have? Generation. But did you have like tornado drills for your home? No, not tornado drills. Okay, or plan. Like ours was to meet by the mailbox. And or go to the like we had or maybe it was you did fire it too. huh yeah. <laughs> <a> tornado. <laughs> don't meet by the mailbox during a tornado <laughs> but yes we had a family plan for God in, bless in case her, of a fire do this or if there's a tornado go to the bathroom that yes. kind of thing yeah yes okay <laughs> bless her heart she gets it honest I meant to say fire. I do feel like we we do better with that, at least sharing where you should go or what you what you should do. We definitely had that growing up. But all the other things, I think, within the home. I just remember trying to have the conversation of we need the collapsible ladder and dad going, we live in a one story house. But the collapsible ladder is so cool. It's for fire safety. And he never got it for you, huh? You would just have just to fall t- out the window. You would just have to tie your whatever together, have some heroic, heroic, whatever it may be. You laugh, we, you know, you laugh and poke fun at it now, but that kind of safety stuff is definitely, definitely important if and whenever it is, it is needed for sure. Well, sometimes you just need a little bit of break of all the heavy stuff like tornado drills and fire drills and volcano drills and all the other things that we were talking about with it being uh, Weather Awareness Week. But that's what the Good Things Facebook group is for, where we get to have a little fun and poke fun at reality. And the reality is sometimes we get these really simple questions that just tend to be hard to answer. One just being like, why from your from your kid? Why do we have to have these drills? Well, you know the, the eventual end result of the why? 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 Because I said so. Why? 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 Well, we don't ask we don't want you to ask why. We want you to answer the question, which is real simple. What is a simple question that is hard to answer? And I will say the one that's that's gaining the most popularity is what's for dinner. Why is that one so hard to answer? Do you have another question in mind? You can let us know, 601-879-4395. But we've got more good for you coming up next.
Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. If you work in the manufacturing world, Ace Bolt and Screw would like the opportunity to earn your business. Ace Bolt and Screw has been Mississippi family-owned and operated for more than 50 years. They specialize in vendor-managed inventory and they're ISO certified. Ace Bolt and Screw services and delivers fasteners for small, medium, and large-scale industrial operations across the country. Visit acebolt.net to learn more or call 601-355-3448. Discover vendor-managed inventory by Ace Bolt and Screw today. Don't let joint pain or a sports injury keep you down. Capital Ortho is ready with a new look, a new name, and the same great care to get you back in the game. 601-987-8200 for all your bone and joint needs. Choose Capital Ortho and get back to living your best life. Hotty toddy. This is the closing agri-market report. At the close of Narcotton Exchange, December cotton was up 79 to 107.83. March cotton was up 89 to 105.84. Close of the Chicago Board of Trade, November soybeans were up 7 and a quarter to 1228 and 3 quarters per bushel. January soybeans were up 8 cents to 1237 per bushel. December corn was down 2 and a half to 530 and a quarter per bushel. March corn was down 1 and a half to 539 per bushel. At the Mercantile, December live cattle was down 40 to 130.02. February live cattle with no change at the close at 135 even. January feeders down 32 to 159.22. March feeders down 20 to 160.10. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 119 points, 35,378. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM, grain marketing, and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. Late season weather is no match for preparation and planning. Grow with pride all season long with Delta Pine brand cotton, featuring varieties bred to tolerate high winds and freezing temperatures. Open bowls and pick easily with Harvest Aid products and defoliate for an earlier harvest with high yield potential. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. 
where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. delay and planning your Mississippi getaway. Everything you need to know is over at visitmississippi.org. And if you would like to learn more about pork farming in America, you can do that too over at pork.org slash real dash pork. October is National Pork Month. So if you are asking the question, what's for dinner, maybe you can find you a new pork recipe over at pork.org. But that's not the only question that's it's an easy question, or sort of say a simple question, that's hard to answer. And just like I was telling Miss Mary, just because it's simple doesn't mean it's always easy, right? So it can be a little bit confusing. Now, I got tickled with some of your responses, uh, Rhino. What are your simple questions that are hard to answer? How would you describe <laughs> how salt tastes to an alien that landed in a UFO and had never had salt before? Or just salt, how do you explain salt, period? It's hard to explain something that you actually have to like experience that way. Because, I mean, if you think about it, it's something that you put a little bit on food, it makes the food taste better. You put too much on food, it makes the food bitter. But if you put it in the ground where you're growing the food, the food won't grow anymore. And the two chemicals that make it up, one's a deadly gas and one's highly volatile when... You put it in water. I feel like you you took this question and went in a really different direction with it. <laughs> now I got all kinds of questions about salt I never knew I needed. <laughs> but it is pretty interesting, and it is you would think that oh, it's such a simple answer, but it's definitely not. I did say where or mention many of you are saying where do you want to eat or what's for dinner. Why is that such a hard? question for people to answer either at the end of the day or just as a group it seems to be that one where it's like just make up your mind even on a you know date night where do you want to go i don't know and is it because we have too many choices i think that's part of it i think it's also because eating is such a personal experience that you you have more invested even if it's on a subconscious level You've got more invested in that decision than most decisions you make in your day. So if you're having to make that decision as a as a pair or as a group, if your family's trying to decide where to eat, you've got a whole lot of people with more personal feelings and investment in the question than if you ask them, hey, what movie do you want to watch? Well, if so-and-so is just going to sit on their phone and, and search Facebook, they don't really care what movie it is, so... They probably don't care what movies y'all pick to watch. But they're hungry, so they have some <laughs> input on what they want to eat. This is very true. This is very true. And and now with so many different options of eating styles, I can see where that can get definitely difficult. But I feel like, too, at least with the family dinner, we all get in our own ruts. I mean, right now, if you thought about it, I bet your family eats probably the same five to seven things over and over and over again. And then you always have those, uh, you know, fend for yourself sort of nights sort of speckled in there. And I think in the, the world of 
Pinterest and social media and this idea that it has to be completely either homemade, made for like it has to be difficult for it to be, you know, good or healthy, which is a lie. Then we get wrapped up in this idea that if we're not providing variety every week, then somehow our family is just missing out on the greater good or whatever you want to insert there. And I think we just need to pump the brakes and be like, it's okay. Think back to your childhood. I bet on one hand you can count the number of casseroles, crock pot meals, or, you know, frozen dinners that your your mom made week after week after week. Or there's definitely those few staples. And then sometimes you get used to those and it's okay. It's a level of comfort. It's a level of something to look forward to that you know you're going to have and sort of like. And sometimes I think we put too much pressure on ourselves to answer the what's for dinner question. Usually the person who's making the list and buying the groceries and cooking it, we just get tired of maybe making the same thing every week. But it's not necessarily that your family gets bored with it. They're like, oh, look, spaghetti. It's probably somebody's favorite. Right. It's probably someone's favorite. So I think we just need to relax a little on overcomplicating some of those simpler questions like what's for dinner. We put so much pressure to make it different every week. That's if you even my mom's way of keeping things with a, a lot of variety was you might have pork chops a couple times in a week because you got a good deal on a bunch of pork chops and you got to feed three growing boys. But you may have pork chops with mashed potatoes and black-eyed peas one night and then pork chops with mac and cheese and lima beans. Like, you can change up everything and still have pretty much the same pantry without changing a whole lot. Jason, you bring up such a good point. There are too many flavors of hamburger helper now. I have found myself standing in the aisle going, I don't know which one to choose. (laughs) Where's just the regular hamburger helper? They have all the different options now. Just give me the one. Just And they're all varieties of the same flavor anyway. So you might as well just go with the original and leave it and leave it be. But we don't want to leave you be. We would love to have you over on the Good Things Facebook group. So if you're on Facebook, join us there. It's easy to do. But also stick with us here on Super Talk. you got more coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi. Rhino and I will be back tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.